Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, can you imagine that we're well into February already, and with Valentine's Day just round the corner, we want to take a look at companies that are in the business of love. Dating agencies and applications. Well, our guest for today is the Chief Cupid at Lunch Actually Group, one of Asia's leading lunch dating companies. Now, the company said it had arranged over 150,000 dates and matched thousands of happily married couples. But love aside, we talk about money and business here on Under the Radar. And we want to find out how the demand for dating services have changed as a result of changing societal expectations and how the supply of available singles would affect lunch actually is a product price mix and the cost of customer acquisition. Well, joining me in this lovely conversation, I have with me Violet Lin, CEO and co-founder of Lunch Actually Group. Well, welcome to the show, Violet. Thank you. Thank you, Tian Tian, for having me. Great to have you on board. And uh, Violet, before we get started proper, I, I believe our listeners might have heard of Lunch actually, but tell us more about your business model and your positioning against major dating apps. Okay, so um, I think, you know, like we have been around for quite a while now. Like this is like going to be like our 19th year in business. So we started like um, way before dating apps and also even like mm. maybe um, dating websites as well. So I think um, the way we approach this, approach this is quite different so rather than like swiping and chatting what we are doing is really we are meeting you know one-on-one with our clients to find out a bit more about who they are what they are looking for and I think one of the major differences is really like when you're using a dating app it's really very much you yourself thinking what is suitable for you and sometimes I think we all know that what we think is good for us might not be the best for us but uh, where we are coming from as uh, dating consultants or even matchmakers Mm. I always tell like my uh matchmakers I say you are not like a waitress you know you're not just here to take orders your role is actually more like a nutritionist or a dietitian so I mean obviously it's like if someone is going to order something and like it's going to kill them or something right you are not going to give it to them so that's really um, the different role that we play and I think um, this is something that's very much appreciated by uh, our clients as well because I think ultimately people who come to us they are looking for a lifelong uh, partner or a lifelong relationship so you know it's not just about the more superficial criteria where you know like um it's more prominent when it comes to apps you know like because the first thing we see is like the photo right but uh, what we do (laughs) it's actually a blind date because Mm -hmm. like um our clients understand that they are looking uh at the person holistically and not just as a single photo Mm. And Violet, I do want to find out or talk more about Lunch Actually's pricing strategy and your revenue model. At what stage are customers charged and how much do they pay for the service? Okay, so um, how it works is that when we meet them for the first time, it's really for us to uh, find out a bit more about their profile and their preferences. And of course, it's also for them to see whether our service is a good fit for them. So um, if after having that chat, the consultation, and we feel that we do have suitable uh, matches for them, then we would propose a membership package to them. So uh, the membership package would usually uh, be based on a certain number of dates. So for example, like um, we feel that based on their profile and preferences, we can offer them at least like three dates or five dates or 10 dates. And uh, that is that will be uh, when they will be charged. Hmm. Roughly how much are we looking at of a price range? Um, I would say that our membership packages in Singapore hmm. starts at about um, $2,500 uh, and up. Ah, okay. All yeah. right. 
And uh, Violet, I do want to uh, deep dive into the supply side of things because ultimately yes. the supply of eligible singles is what drives demand for your service as well. So yes. help us understand how is the supply of eligible singles like on your platform? What is the breakdown between males and females by age and income group? Okay, uh, that's a very good question. So um, actually when it comes to uh, gender balance, it's quite different for online and offline or, you know, like dating apps. So if you were to go on a dating app, like chances are that's about 70% men and 30% women. So uh, when you're using like a dating service or a matchmaking service, usually it's the other way around. So it's about like 70% women and 30% men. But um, with us, like we always do our best to, you know, like at least bring in more men. So uh, we are at maybe about 65% uh, women, 35% men. And I think the reason for that is because, you know, women, like they know that um, we would have met up, you know, we have screened, you know, the people whom they have met. So I think they, they feel a lot more comfortable with that. Um, in terms of age group, I would say, that clients who come to us generally they are uh, in the marrying age so uh, for ladies usually from uh, late 20s you know like to like maybe um, 30s and for guys usually like from uh, early 30s onwards um, in terms of profession I would say um, a lot of them are like PMEBs you know like professionals uh, managers executives and industry wise uh, we do get quite a lot of bankers I don't know is it because that's what I you know like started off with I was working with a mm -hmm. bank and then you know left my bank left the bank to start this um, but I think maybe it's also because of working hours as well uh, but other than you know like professionals in the banking and finance industry we do have like healthcare you know like legal um, we do see teachers as well because I think teachers mm -hmm. they work fairly long hours and then I guess if you're a female teacher chances are like most teachers are female as well and well, looking at the breakdown that you have, Violet, do you think that there's an, any particular group of singles that you will need to double down on efforts to acquire? And if so, how would that affect your customer acquisition cost and also uh, your partnerships, maybe partnerships with banks, for instance, and getting people on board? I would say it's, it's more about the different platforms. Yeah, so um, I mean like certain platforms, the um, cost uh, per acquisition per lead is like higher than others. And then um, it differs from uh, country to country as well. So I think from the business perspective, it's really about, you know, adjusting our ads accordingly um, or even just thinking out of the box. So, um, hmm. for example, like during COVID, like one of the very good ways for us to uh, be able to acquire was um, actually through webinars. So that was something that worked very well because I think our webinars is very much like more, um, I would say, edutainment. <laughs> so we try to make it very interesting as well. And uh, we do have uh, people who say that, oh, you know, like this is really interesting and I can see how my friends are benef uh, will benefit from it. And then they chat with their friends. So that, that was really like in a way almost like a free, you know, like acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Right, thinking out of the box. And I yes. also want to look at the dating scene in Singapore, uh, Violet. Lunch actually yes. did a survey of 500 singles in November last year. Yes. Apparently, fewer uh, Singaporean women are willing mm -hmm. to date men who earn less. How mm -hmm. does this complicate your business? And how do you get men who earn more to be on board your platform? Are you moving up market? <laughs> okay, so... So the, the truth is, like, uh, we are mm -hmm. very uh, open with our clients as well and we are very transparent about it. We do ask uh, about the uh, income and we do uh, ask for a copy of the, like, their income sleep or their uh, salary sleep or, like, um, their CPF, you know, like, whatever they are able to provide. However, we do let them know that when it comes to matching, like, um, we do not ask them, like, oh, so what is the income bracket of the 
potential partner you're looking for. So we, we actually do not ask that question. Yeah, but where we are coming from is, of course, we also understand that um, in order for a match to be compatible, for someone to be able to you know, I guess, you know, like be in a relationship where they feel it's more equal or more equitable, like um, the difference cannot be too big. So when we are making the match, like we usually would not match like um, uh, more than one bracket up or one bracket down. I think now um, a lot of ladies, their earning power is really high. So of course, we also understand that um, they are used to a certain lifestyle. And then when they get into a relationship or when they are dating, like, you know, clearly they do not want to like downgrade, you know, like their lifestyle in that sense as yeah, well. And, and clearly so, in that yeah. sense, when it comes to acquiring the eligible males, even one bracket higher, what difference does it make when it comes to, you know, getting those customers on board? Because I would assume you would then have to, when it comes to advertising, move more up market uh, to more maybe luxury magazines, perhaps I'm not too sure. And uh, to be, you know, in, in the places where the group of higher earners are, how would that affect your costing basically as as a business then mm, actually you know where where we have been um mm. acquiring i mean some of these uh, leads of people who are yeah. high earners mm. i would say we have tr- i mean honestly we have tried out um luxury magazines and things like that but mm. um that actually didn't work out as well as we thought it would uh, mm. maybe because a, a lot of readers of such magazines maybe they are already married i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, but but we have you know like uh work on different platforms. So mm. um again, you know, I think the great thing about digital marketing right now is you really can um Target. do quite um yeah. yeah quite good targeting. You know, so probably like um we we might look at you know people who are interested in certain brands. Like so maybe you know those are the people that that would be in a certain uh income bracket. So these are some of the things that uh, we have done. Um, other than that, we do have another tier of uh. Um, service about five six years ago we actually started um, another service as well which is called Piraj so uh, Piraj is uh, what we call um, high-end matchmaking so the mm. difference uh, with Piraj is that because for lunch actually generally it's more uh, member to member so we are matching like both people who are like member of our service but for uh, Piraj it's a bit like uh, hit hunting for love so oh, uh, we okay. have been, yeah, so we have been seeing um, some of this, I would say, um, very eligible, uh, very busy, um, obviously, you know, high-flying uh, individuals who are coming to us for that because um, they, they really do not have the time and like basically they work closely with us or sometimes maybe we work closely with their PA mm-hmm. <laughs> to arrange uh, like uh, matches for them and then, um, yes. And on the flip side of things, while we are moving up market, headhunting mm-hmm. for love, right? Yes. Uh, there's also a good portion of people looking for just friendship. I mean, Lunar New Year just a couple of weeks back. Yes. And people yes. joked about the possibility of renting a date. And yes. even Facebook is looking mm-hmm. at, Facebook dating is looking at matching people as friends. Would this be yes. something that you would consider or is it just not worthwhile to go into it? I think for us, like we are very clear about our vision and mission. So our BHAG, our Big Harry Audacious goal is actually to create 1 million happy marriages. <laughs> so I think for our focus is uh, really very much about, you know, bringing people together for, uh, you know, long-lasting, fulfilling uh, marriage, you know, uh, relationship. Um, so for us, our target audience uh, usually would be people who are looking to settle down, like not like tomorrow, but, you know, in like 18 to 24 months. And that, that has worked very well for us in the last 19 years. Mm. And very quickly, before I let you go, uh, Violet, mm. uh, on the demand side of things, what are the major challenges and what are the next steps for lunch actually in the next three to five years? 
Um, I would say definitely, you know, like in the last 19 years, uh, we have seen a lot of changes, you know, from like um, the time where it was still mainly about dating events, you know, like speed dating to today, like that's like really swiping and chatting. And I think um, it also changes the way that singers um, communicate with each other. Like um, nowadays, like people rarely talk on the phone, it's always uh, messaging and things like that. And uh, as a result of that, we also have to, I would say, innovate and move with times. So for example like we also have gone into coaching services because we realized that uh, it's important to equip our singers with the right mindset and the right skill set so that uh, when they're out there I always tell singers I say you know you might not see your competitors but they are there you know because <laughs> like when you are swiping and chatting like people are not just talking just mm. to you they are actually talking to like you know yeah. I don't know like at least five or ten other people right so um, these are some of the things that we are doing to constantly innovate to um, stay relevant uh, with uh, the singers and also, of course, helping them succeed as well. And um, on the company side, like um, we have just recently expanded to Taiwan. So that is mm. our latest market. Um, of course, in the coming years, uh, we are on the lookout on like, you know, other maybe uh, geographical locations that we can expand to. Uh, but more importantly, I think uh, we want to continue to, I would say, uh, deepen um, our roots in like all the countries that we're in and also continue to improve on our service. So for example, recently we launched the Lunch Actually app. So that's very much like a, a I would say, a, a com accompaniment to mm. our service itself to help our clients to be able to use our service uh, better and more effectively and efficiently. All right. Thank you very much, Violet. And that was Violet Lim, CEO and co-founder of Launch Actually Group. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89. Thank you, Tian Tian. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.